Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fostering the Purpose seminar. I'm your presenter, Shalina Michelle Tate, and today I would like to express how to navigate the foster care system. For anyone curious about potentially going into foster care or wanting a better understanding, maybe someone in your family is in foster care or, like me, came from foster care. To get started, we will navigate the W's and the how, then close with some helpful resources, which varies in each state. First off, we have the who, which is foster children. My name is Shalina Michelle Tate. I was born in Columbia, South Carolina, and placed in the Richland County foster care system at age five. I detail my 17-year journey in my book entitled Fostered, which you can find via Amazon.com. Currently, I host my own podcast called Fostered My Stories, an achievement-focused podcast relative to the foster, adoption, orphan, and underserved communities, and I have a number of foster care achievement-focused projects in the work. What is foster care. Foster care is defined as a system in which a minor has been placed into a ward, group home, or private home of a state-certified caregiver referred to as a foster parent or with a family member approved by the state. This is arranged through a government or social service agency. Where does foster care take place? Foster care can take place in just about every state with diverse needs according to state specifics. Various state specifics can be broken down between the following. Highest foster care amounts. As of now, New Jersey leads with over 91% of kids placed in foster care. Other states include Arizona, Florida, Indiana, and Minnesota leading in foster care amounts. Next, you have privatized foster care which includes reform efforts where many states and local public child welfare agencies contracted with private agencies for some of their services. These efforts include performance contracting, which pays according to achieved and agreed upon outcomes. Then you have extended foster care, which allows youth the option of foster care extensions up until the age of 19 or 20. So before my 17-year foster care journey ended, I had the extended foster care option. During that time, I was allowed to stay with my final foster family while I continued my higher education via both technical college, then the University of South Carolina. Because I opted to continue my education, social services assisted towards school funding until the age of 21. So depending on the state and need, I later learned that educational assistance could go up until the age of 24. This varies from state to state, and I recommend you check with your local agency. Currently, 46 states, the District of Columbia and American Samoa, have approved extended foster care these cases are inclusive of foster care, supervised independent living, living arrangements, or transitional living. Of the 46 states, 17 states follow specific extended foster care requirements inclusive of youth working towards a high school diploma or equivalent, enrolled in post-secondary or vocational programs, much like my continuing education, participating in job readiness or self-improvement programs, employed for up to 80 hours per month, and having a documented medical condition. And of course, this varies between each state and circumstance. When foster care happens on a daily basis, which leads into the why it happens. 
many youth are placed in foster care for various reasons. Unfortunately, the categories, in my opinion, continue to become diversified with growth. In the state of South Carolina, foster care needs have grown over 4,000 with many awaiting to become placed, more notably as to the percentages of reasons kids are removed from their homes. Primary reasons of neglect at 62% and parental drug abuse at 36%. Secondary categories, in my opinion, go into the caretaker's inability to cope at 14%, physical abuse at 12%, and housing issues at 10%, followed with child behavioral problems at 9%, parental incarceration at 7%, both alcohol abuse and abandonment at 5%, and sexual abuse at 4%. From this percentage list of why kids are removed from homes, children from infant to age 10 are often the preferred placed age group. Although this is noble, it attributes to an unfortunate hardship to older siblings unplaced due to foster care age preference. These older youth face more setbacks as they approach emancipation from the foster care system. Emancipation occurs when a foster youth ages out of being a legal ward of the state system. Often, due to hardship, these youth opt to leave the system at age 18, much like a youth leaving home. However, for many, like myself, extended foster care may be an option, like continued education. For others, medical needs play a major role. Mostly due to unfair statistics and assumptions, these youth ages 11 to 18 end up becoming the statistic they didn't have a fair shot to avoid. Speaking of emancipation, according to the Children's Home Society, the following statistics are always subject to change. More than 23,000 kids age out of the U.S. foster care system every year. 70% of kids would like to go to college. Other statistics say that females are the higher percentage. From this, only 3%, they say, of kids who age out will earn a college degree, while one in four won't graduate from high school or get a GED. Further, they say that 60% of boys who age out have been convicted of a crime, while one in two kids who age out develop a substance dependency. Seven in 10 girls who age out will become pregnant by the age of 21, 32% of children who reach 18 are still waiting in the system more than three years. This also attributes to the fact that their younger siblings have been placed and are up for adoption. But this could change. And to the how can you get involved? Well, if you're listening, of course, you may be wondering, well, how can I get involved? I know someone in my family. I would like to learn more information. Well, to you, I would say consider where you would like to assist the most. Since I was placed in foster care in the early 90s, the types of foster care have extended over the years. The types of foster care that you can consider are the following. Your general foster care, which serves as a temporary to long-term care for children whose biological families aren't able to provide a safe and nurturing environment. Foster parents are licensed to be able to care for these children in their homes. Then you have kinship care, a term on the rise in which U.S. and Great Britain mainly gives for grandparents who are raising their grandchildren when the biological parents are unable to. To contribute to their efforts, local and state government agencies contribute to the resources and monetary 
contributions in order to be able to better assist. Another type of care to consider is the time frame foster care, which involves emergency. A youth may need a quick placement. Then you have respite care, which is a term used for elderly home patients, but in this case, foster care children whose foster parents may need a temporary break or vacation, they would call upon a respite home care provider in which the foster child would then go to the home of a certified care provider approved by their local state agency. Approved by their local state agency. Then you have long-term foster care where the parental rights may have been terminated or medical need or extreme trauma needs to be addressed. I have experienced every part of this list where I've had respite care for not just when my foster parents needed a vacation or a break, but I also experienced respite care while waiting to be transitioned into a more permanent or long-term foster care placement. My parents' rights were terminated by the state, so I also experienced long-term foster care. And as I know too well, and unfortunately, the older you get, the harder it is to become eligible for adoption. However, speaking of adoption, you have the specialized foster care, which goes into an option to foster for adoption. Then there's a license for private homes, group residential homes, therapeutic foster care, which serves minor to severe medical needs. I also experienced this type of placement where I had some hereditary needs that needed to be corrected. I go into great details about this in the book Fostered, which you can find via Amazon.com. Then you have American and children and immigrant children needing foster care. Then you have infants abandoned at safe havens, witness protection programs. Then you have a remand care specialized area which provides an alternative to youth being held in custody or secure accommodations. So once again, let me go through that list because that was a lot, right? We have specialized foster care where you can foster for adoption. You can become a licensed provider in a private home, group residential homes, group therapeutic foster care where you are licensed by the state and medically to serve minor to severe medical needs. You may have a specialty dealing with foreign children or immigrants, specialty to care for infants that have neglect and abandonment issues, or you may be specialized as a mentor or retired or advisor to deal with youth needing care from being held in custody or secure accommodations. That might be your area of expertise. So let's review because I did review there briefly in the specialized area. The who is really foster children, youth removed from their homes and placed in the care of a state certified alternative parent. In my case, I was removed around age five, placed for 17 years. We also learned that grandparents can go into kinship care via their local state and government agency where the state and government agency can certify them to then become licensed foster parents for their grandchildren. That's kinship care, if you wanna look into that. Then you have the what, and I kind of already said it, foster care is the what, is this an alternative care provided to foster children placed in alternative homes by alternative care providers. Once again, that could be a foster parent unrelated to the child or children, 
or kinship care where it's mainly the family members stepping in those roles. The where and when can be combined, so foster care can happen in any state or country at any time. We acknowledge that New Jersey leads with the most placements at nearly above 91%. The why is why children can be removed from their homes plays into a number of factors. Abuse and neglect tops the list with housing abandonment attributing to other factors inclusive of sexual and behavioral issues. The how is how can you become involved is based upon your desired involvement. You can consider becoming a state certified foster parent where you can look into general foster care kinship care which you are a relative of the foster child or children in question time framed where you can provide care for an emergency basis a respite short-term basis or a long-term basis then there's that list of specialized foster care which i talked about notably therapeutic which i experienced if you have expertise dealing with medical needs and or trauma there could be minor to major specialized foster care of Therapeutic foster care might be your expertise or you've heard all this information and you still have questions or you're not quite sure if that's really where you want to be. You may consider becoming a social worker via your state department of social services as it's called here. Of course, that will require some education, but your state or local government may be willing to provide resources and funding for your contributions. I know the Department of Social Services always needs social workers, mentors, and counselors who is willing to really put their heart above everything else to help care for these kids or look after the best interests of these kids. You can volunteer your time via court. Here in the state of South Carolina, we have what is called the Guardians at Litem or Court Advocates, CASA, C-A-S-A. And it may be different in your state. Goes to court and talks to the judge on behalf of the best interest of the child. You may know of CASA and the court advocates via family court. And a lot of times these advocates will show their fostering the purpose resources to consider. And of course, these resources will vary because of the state I'm in. So my podcast called Foster My Stories. It is an achievement-focused podcast for foster, adoption, orphan, and underserved community. And via Foster My Stories, you can listen to content relative to these communities, especially foster care. The National Youth Advocacy Program, much like DSS, Department of Social Services, is a program that educates and trains aspiring and current foster parents for foster parenting readiness. The main location is in Ohio, but has recruiters statewide, Deanna Booker here in South Carolina. And for more information, you can visit nyap.org or call or call 1-877-692-7226. Next, you have Dr. John DeGarmo, who trains aspiring foster parents via the Foster Care Institute. You can catch his entire interview on Season 4, Episode 16 of the Foster My Stories podcast. Then discover his trainings and latest book, The Little Book of Foster Care Wisdom, 365 Days of Inspiration and Encouragement for a Foster Care Family by visiting... John DeGarmo 
fostercare.com. Next, we have Rhonda Littleton, who travels statewide, like Deanna Booker, to present services for a home for me, a resource provider for vulnerable families and caregivers. You can catch her entire interview on Season 5, Episode 17 of Fostered My Stories, and visit her efforts at a home for me dot sc which also includes a number of trainings and books to assist in your efforts next you have latoya reed who is a current mentor of the south carolina teen challenge program she is a former state independent living counselor and she can assist with mentorship youth or parental concerns you can catch her entire interview on season seven episode 28 she can be reached via scyouthchallenge.com or Toya, T-O-Y-A-R-E-E-D, that's Toya Reed, 2 at gmail.com, 803-587-3166. Next, you have Jamal Stroud, who is a fellow foster care alum making dynamic strides with his program, Big Homie. Little Homie, a service that provides mentorship and encouragement to male youths needing positive role models and encouragement. You can catch his entire interview on Season 2, Episode 6 of Foster My Stories podcast and visit his efforts at BigHomieLittleHomie.com. Also on the podcast, we have a Relate to You highlights segment, which plays relative movies, public figures, and books you and your family can explore together and enjoy. These movies, public figures, and books are relative to the foster, adoption, orphan, and underserved community. However, anyone can watch, learn, and read about this content and further engage family. Some movies I would like to highlight that you could consider watching with your family are the following. Discarded Things which just came out last year. It's called Discarded Things. It stars Karen Abercrombie, who also played the wise older woman in this movie called War Room. Next, you have 12 Mighty Orphans, starring Robert Duvall and Luke Wilson. This one definitely is a tearjerker. I'm saying that from its I Am Somebody's Child, the Regina Louise story. This one deals with some real life issues, so I would definitely have some parental guidance on this one, especially if you decide to watch with a youth. This is more of teen to adult situations, but it's a phenomenal film. It's played on Lifetime. You could also find this movie maybe via Amazon or maybe on YouTube. Next, you have a short film that I think is phenomenal. It's called Removed. You can find it via YouTube. There is a Removed Part 1 and a Removed Part 2. Phenomenal, phenomenal short films. Also on the Relate to You segment, we have public figures. Categories have grown to become phenomenal leaders 
and or public figures that are making dynamic strides. Alexander Hamilton, the U.S. first Secretary of State, is one example. He was born in 1755, some sources say 1757, on the Caribbean island of Navis. He was the illegitimate son of a Scottish father and a French Huguenot mother who was still married at the time. The Huguenots were French Protestants in the 16th and 17th centuries who followed the teachings of theologian John Calvin. They were persecuted by the French Catholic government during a violent period and fled the country in the 17th century, creating Huguenot settlements all over Europe, the U.S., and Africa. Hamilton's father abandoned the family when Alexander was 10, and his mother died from fever just a few years later, leaving Hamilton and his brother orphans. You could catch more about Hamilton in a creative way via Lynn Moel Miranda's Broadway production of Hamilton, which tells the story of America Then, told by America Now. It features a score that blends hip-hop, jazz, R&B, and Broadway. Hamilton has taken the story of American founding father Alexander Hamilton and created a revolutionary movement in theater, a musical that has had profound impact on culture, politics, and education. Hamilton is based on Ron Sherrall's acclaimed biography. It has won Tony, Grammy, and Olivier Awards, the Pulitzer Prize for Drama, and an unprecedented Special citation from the Kennedy Center Honor. Phenomenal production. Next up, the real life Anton Fisher, who also has a movie out starring Denzel Washington. Anton Fisher is an American screenwriter, poet, lecturer, and best-selling author and children's rights advocate. Anton is the writer, co-producer, and subject of the Fox Searchlight Pictures classic film, Anton Fisher. His autobiography book, Finding Fish, a memoir, is a New York Times bestseller, a public figure to watch out for if you haven't seen his movie, Antoine Fisher, starring Denzel Washington. I highly recommend it, also with parental guidance. Lorraine Pascal, whose name sounds familiar, especially if you watch a lot of your cooking shows like The Food Network or The Baking Championship. She was a model-turned-baker and chef and has definitely made a name for herself as a no-nonsense judge on the Food Network. I would advise checking more of her out via thefoodnetwork.com or via her books, which entails a lot of her delicious ingredients and tips. Next, we have Dave Thomas, whose name, of course, sounds familiar because he's the owner of Wendy's. Dave Thomas also has a dynamic foundation called the Dave Thomas Foundation, which really pours back into serving foster care, which is also part of his past, right? So I would like to highly advise checking into the Dave Thomas Foundation. Next, locally as well, we have, next up locally, we have Groucho's Deli, which is also here in South Carolina, notably Columbia. Harold Groucho Miller came to Columbia, South Carolina in 1941 with a handful of original recipes for potato salad, coleslaw, and various salad and sandwich dressings, most of which were 
thought up during his childhood in a Philadelphia orphanage. These humble beginnings along with his idea quality is the most important ingredient in a sandwich. In the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, Groucho's Deli established its reputation by serving high quality meats and cheeses and a lot of his legendary sauces inclusive of Formula 45 sauce. So if you're anywhere near South Carolina, go check out Groucho's Deli. They have some really good food. And because of his dynamic efforts and strides throughout the generations, Groucho's Deli has held true to the idea of using only the highest quality products and ingredients, which has in turn led Groucho's into legendary status. Since 2000, Groucho's Deli began franchising and expanding. Now, celebrating 80 years of service with locations that include 25 in South Carolina, four in North Carolina, and two in Georgia. And finally, in the Relate to You Highlight segments, we have some books that you may want to look into. We have by Todd R. Chipman, Until Every Child is Home, Why the Church Can and Must Care for Orphans. Next up, we have Maybe Days, a book for children in foster care. Next up, we have two books based on two real-life individuals, Stand and Deliver, starring Edward James Olmos, based on the real-life teacher, Jamie Escalante. This is an oldie but goodie movie, so parental guidance is advised. It's basically more like your Coach Carter and role model type movies like that. We also have Freedom Writers, which stars Hilary Swank, based on real-life teacher Erin Gruel. And many of those students went on to become teachers themselves and really shooting beyond what statistics said about where their lives would end up. You can catch new episodes 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Red Circle Podcast, Spotify, Radio Public Amazon's Audible and Google Podcast. You can also check out my 17-year foster care journey via Amazon.com. Just type in Fostered by Shalina Michelle Tate. You can read an ebook or order the paperback. I hope you've enjoyed this Fostering the Purpose, How to Navigate the Foster Care System seminar. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions or concerns and I will try to answer or direct you to the best way possible. You can visit chosenchildstore.com or email me directly at shalinatate at outlook.com. And finally consider that no matter what foster care journey you're on and Finally, consider that no matter what foster care journey you're on, you are purposed to change a life, destined to make a change, and chosen to create a lasting story. You enjoy the rest of your day. Take care.